How's it going, guys? It's your boy Mike from Seattle with Michael Zuber on his channel. So why am I introducing him? But what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about the advice given by some of the big, well-known name brand financial gurus on how you could buy your first home, not your first rental property, your first home. So what we're going to do is start with Susie Orman. A lot of people know she's on CNBC. We're going to go and look at her advice. And then we're just going to critique it, see what we agree with, see what we don't. Mike, you ready? I am. This should be fun. The right time for you to buy a home is when you want to buy a home, number one. And number two, when you know you can afford to buy a home. You know you can afford to buy a home when, number one, you have a very secure job, you have at least 20% to put down, and you have an eight-month emergency fund besides that. If those things are all plain and the real estate market is kind of in a situation where you can get a really good deal, then it might be time for you to buy a home. But not everybody has to buy a home to have financial freedom. Don't forget that. If right now you have a rent payment of 1000 a month, so you're looking to buy a house where a mortgage payment is 1000 a month, you have to be very careful. Because when you buy a home, you have property taxes, you have insurance, and you have maintenance. And all those things will cost you 40% more usually than your mortgage payment. So, you're paying rent of $1,000 a month. Let's take right now an extra $400 per month and put it away in a savings account for six months. If that extra $400 a month, you can't afford that, all of a sudden you're struggling or you're late, you know that you are about to buy a home that's too expensive. If it was easy for you to do, here's the good news. Now you have six months or in this case, you have $2,400 to put towards your closing costs. That's what I would do if I were you. Okay, so she talked about a bunch of different things in there. 20% down payment, only buy it if you can afford it. A few other things. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I think everything in there is really good. The only kind of reordering I would do was very early. And it's like the first thing she says, if you want to buy a home and then if you can afford it, for me, I revert. I I almost reverse that, right? It's hey, you got to be able to afford it first, and then you want to buy it. Splitting hairs. Uh, she does talk. I mean, she's she basically makes it very hard to do, right? I my, the first home we ever bought, and the only one we ever bought to live in, we didn't have twenty percent down. If we, if we had to, if we had to wait for twenty percent down where we lived, we'd never own. I live in a, a crazy expensive part of the world, uh, so we got to ten percent and felt lucky. Right, we did what was called an 80-10-10, right? Eighty percent first, ten percent second, ten percent down. Um, so I don't know that that applies in every place. Twenty percent is a big number in some markets. Mm -hmm. I like the eighth month reserves. Uh, I like the fact she talked about, hey, rent payment of a thousand doesn't equal mortgage payment of a thousand because a lot of people don't realize it's more expensive. Right. Uh, I thought that was very well done. I, I like the idea of putting forty percent away and seeing how it feels. I mm -hmm. like that. That feels good to me. Um, yeah, she, I guess she, the, she made yeah. one statement that I want your uh, thought on. She had said, remember, you do not have to own a house to be financially free. what do you think of that statement? That one just struck me odd. Uh, so it's funny. I, I did, I did, I, that felt odd to me. And that's like, okay, that's Susie Orman pushing stocks and other stuff. I, mm. th that's, that's what she's pushing for. Um, well, again, I think it's factually correct when you look at when you look at the average American population without question, homeowners have a better net worth than renters. You can't mm -hmm. argue it. There's no question. It's like 
eighty x. It's not. It's not a. It's not a small number. It's meaningful. Uh, I think most people, uh, again, assuming you can afford it, you're not stretching. That's what really you. In my opinion, something she didn't bring up was thirty year fixed rate debt. I think if the only way you can afford a home is to get a five or seven year arm, that's a mistake. You're adding interest rate risk, especially when we do have a decade of where rates went up every year. I know the last 40 years have been down, but there is a decade in the last 50 where they went up. It could happen again. Um, so, I, you know, I, I had not heard Susie Orman's thoughts on owning a home, I think, ever. I don't know that I've watched a lot of her stuff. Um, I guess the only thing that kind of rubbed me wrong because my personal story is 20% down is a lot. It's not required. Yeah. yeah I, I think I think that would hold a lot of people back. Um, the other thing is, I don't think she really talked about, I think getting on the property ladder for a lot of people is a, is a, is a, I, I think it needs to be a plan. Very few people are like Olivia and I, we're still in the only home we ever bought 22 years later. Most people aren't like that. Most people can use, you know, whether it's house hacking or just buying your first home and then making a rental, buying another home, making a rental, buying another home. I think, I think if it's part of your plan, getting in for 5% makes sense. Uh, zero down. If you're a vet could make sense, but you gotta be, you gotta be financially secure. I think having a good, uh, safe job that you can count on is good. Emergency reserve is good. I, the only thing that kind of felt weird was that 20%. Yeah, and I put 5% down for my first house hack. I know most people do uh, put less than 20% down. I think a lot of the theory behind why you want to do 20% so you can avoid the PMI, which is an extra couple hundred bucks a month. Um, but, you know, really at the end of the day, you know, if you're <laughs> if you're going to actually get the chance to get on the property ladder, all of the studies show, I could find the book, all of the studies show, if you read a book like this, The Millionaire Next Door, I don't know if that's yeah. going to sign it, but like, if you're going to be a millionaire, if you're going to be successful, you know, it, it, really, it comes down to you, you, you own a home that you pay off. And by the time you come to retirement age, 30, 40 years later, you have that house that's appreciated. You've saved and invested. There we go. There we go. Smart guys. <laughs> um, that's, that's just what the study showing. I think Dion and I discussed this just the other day that the individual who hits retirement, who's got a paid off home has like a $700,000 net worth on average. And the individual who does not own a home at retirement has a $6,000 net worth on average, yeah, which is, bad. which is catastrophic. I mean, it's just heartbreaking to hear. So, yeah. You know, so again, I think everything she had there uh, was okay. Uh, just 20% a lot. I would not, I don't know that we ever home that that was what we required. So again, and then have a plan. I think I think a lot of people with YouTube University following your model, right? You're now in mm -hmm. Business Insider. Uh, you could house hack and you can use that as a, as a way to build wealth. So um, have a plan. All right. Let's, uh, let's see what uh, Dave Ramsey has to say. All right. So let me give you a couple things you need to do. Don't buy a house until you're debt-free and you have your emergency fund, and then you save up your down payment. And that's what we do. Ding, ding. Just like that. And then when you do buy a house, I love the 100% down plan. And people are doing it, by the way. I recommend that. But if you're not going to do that, here's the most you should borrow. And it's the only thing I don't yell at you for borrowing. But I, I would prefer you didn't borrow or that you borrow less, 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 and get it paid off as soon as possible. But the most you should borrow is a home on a 15-year fixed rate where the payment is no more than a fourth of your take-home pay. 
So don't buy a home until you're debt-free, have your emergency fund plus a down payment on a 15-year fixed rate where the payment's no more than a fourth of your take-home pay. And when you pick a real estate, do not do real estate DIY. Listen, you want someone that's a pro. You want someone, if you're buying a house or selling a house, that's doing uh, 50 to 300 transactions a year. And in this video, Dave didn't say the preferred amount he likes to see down, but he also talks about 20% down in some other videos that I found. Mm. What do you think, Mike? Uh, well, you got to remember Dave Ramsey's story, right? He was a real estate flipper who had a million dollar net worth that went bust when, when short-term debt blew up. Um, this is kind of classic. I mean, Dave Ramsey's helped millions of people, hundreds of millions of people. I could I could dream of, of having one tenth of the impact that he has had. So again, my feedback though is still my feedback. Um, the one hundred percent down, meaning paying cash for a house, means most people would never own a home. Right. Factual statement. Um, being debt free before you buy a home. Not horrible advice, especially if you have high interest rate debt. It's going to help your DTI and all those other things. Mm -hmm. So I can get behind that. Uh, again, I can get behind that. Yeah, emergency fund, big believer in. You got to have that. Big believer. Uh, Fifteen year fixed rate. Uh, A love fixed rate. Again, thirty years okay with me, right? He, he wants 15. I don't know why he wanted 15 versus 30. I guess just pays off faster. As someone who has listened to a lot of Dave Ramsey, it's because he doesn't want you to pay the bank any more interest than they deserve. And if you pay that 15 year, you're going to be paying a lot more principal up front and a lot less interest long-term. All right. Uh, and then 25% of your take-home, I think that's reasonable advice. Again, uh, I would give you that advice at a 30-year fixed. But, we're you know... He, we have different experiences with real estate. Again, uh, picking on legends like Susie Orman and, and Dave Ramsey is is hard. Um, you know, a lot of what they say is is helping hundreds of millions of people. So this is probably splitting hairs. I will say that the one hundred percent down plan for for certainly where I live is impossible. It's impossible, right? Where I, my median median home price is one point three million dollars. Yeah, it's just impossible. So I don't know. I, again, that's that just feels it just feels weird to say. <laughs> I just save up eight hundred thousand dollars for a house down in California or Seattle. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it says it so like it's easy to do. That's, yeah, crazy. Yeah. So as somebody who's listened to Dave Ramsey since I was 18 years old, I used to listen to AM radio while I would drive around in a semi-truck in sugar beet fields. You know, Dave Ramsey gives great advice at that point in my life. You know, he was like, don't get credit cards. Don't go into bad debt. Don't take out student loans. And I was like, all right, I'm going to be smarter than my friends when it comes to finances. And I was significantly better off for not making those decisions. Um, and of course, as I got older and started learning about real estate investing, I realized that he gives great advice to stay out of debt, great advice to people who don't have impulse control. And he gives great advice to someone who wants to take the most conservative approach to building wealth that there is. If you're the type of person who's just too stressed out by risk, dude, he's a great guy to follow and he's going to get you there. It's going to take longer, but you will get there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I wasn't as afraid of risk. And that doesn't mean I'm taking out ridiculous risk and being irresponsible. I think that I'm still extremely conservative. But I have a 30-year fixed rate mortgage. I get debt that's at 30-year fixed rate mortgage on my rental properties. You know, I've used a home equity line of credit to buy rental properties to do remodels and do a burst strategy. None of these things Dave Ramsey would recommend. Um, but I do them in a conservative manner. So, you know, I think he helps a lot of people. You know, if I was giving advice to somebody who's not interested in being an investor and just wants to buy a house and own their own house, I would have no problems pointing those people to Susie or Dave. Um, but to investors, to people who want to grow in one rental at a time method, you know, then I would say, well, we're probably going to have to have a different conversation. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Well, Mike, that's uh, that's everything we got for the experts giving home advice. Yeah. So thank you for doing this again. One of the things that I want to kind of own on my channel, one rental at a time is we need to talk about first time home buyers more uh, realize that definitely one rental at a time is geared towards investors, but that doesn't mean we can't take our, our chance. We've both bought our first primary home. So it doesn't mean we can't help first time homeowners. So thank you for doing this, Mike, where can people find you? Just Google Instagram or YouTube millennial Mike and I'll pop up. Awesome. Thanks buddy. Take care.